Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy, GD. In this episode, I will have for you the results of the play-in tournament amongst the East and the West, and I will also have my predictions for the Eastern Conference and Western Conference first-round playoff action. So, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so we have the results from the play-in, the play-in tournament, which I think ended up being a pretty good success, if you ask me. So let's get into it, guys. So we had Tuesday night. Tuesday night was the matchups between the seven and eight teams. So the first game was Brooklyn taking on Cleveland while they were at Brooklyn. And Brooklyn ends up winning that 115 to 108. In that game, uh, you had Kyrie leading the way for the Nets with 34 points. He shot it actually 12 or 15 from the field, so he pretty much had his way. Along with the 34 points, he had 12 assists, 3 rebounds. Uh, Kevin Durant... 25 points for him, 11 assists for him, uh, 5 rebounds, 3 blocks, and 2 steals. And then you had Bruce Brown, 18 points for him, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals. And then off the bench, uh, Nick Nick Claxton, uh, he had 13 points, was perfect from the field, 9 rebounds, 5 blocks, so... Uh, the only thing about this game for the Nets, once again, it took a uh, yeoman's effort from that uh, from their main guys, uh, Kyrie and KD. So Kyrie plays 42 minutes, KD he plays 42 minutes, and then you also get another 40 minutes from uh, Bruce Brown. Uh, I'll say this. Um, this pattern probably doesn't bode well for them, especially going into this series. They're going to meet Boston, so um, they're going to need them to play 40-plus minutes each night. I don't know how well that's going to go over, but in any event, they got the win, so they're, now they're the seventh seed taking on Boston. So, And for Cleveland, Cleveland... Uh, Nice game from Garland, all things considered. 34 points for him, 5 assists, 2 steals. Uh, Evan Mobley, 19 points on 9 of 13 shooting, 7 rebounds, 2 blocks. But the combination of Karis Levert and Laurie Markadin, 25 points between them, but only 9 of 26 shooting. So, uh, so... Definitely, you're going to need more support for Garland as far as um, more scoring punch for their next game. But we'll talk about that. So So the Nets move on. In the second game, uh, you had Minnesota hosting the L.A. Clippers. Clippers, who I thought 
had a real chance. I thought they were really dangerous. Uh, Minnesota came to play. What I didn't factor in all of this, um, Minnesota wins, by the way, 109-104. What I didn't factor was the Pat Bev factor. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't include that in my equation. So, Anyhow, so for the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, the sophomore sensation, uh, 30 points for him. He dropped five threes in this game and had five rebounds. D'Angelo Russell with a nice game, 29 points for him. Six assists, five rebounds, three steals. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, not such a good game for him. Uh, 11 points on three of 11 shooting. And actually in the first, uh, he started the game 0 for 7. So um, not such a good outing for him. Uh, five rebounds, three assists, two steals. But he fouls out in this one. So, And then Patrick Beverly, who I mentioned, 7 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. And, of course, when the game ends, he goes crazy in the press conference. He, um, you know, remember, Patrick Beverly, longtime Clipper. Um, but in the offseason, they said, you know, he's washed injury prone so forth so he used that as fuel in this game and um and he just <laughs> when when all was said and done just went nuts after all was said and done so much so he had to get fined for it so um so that's the one thing you don't want to uh get uh Patrick Beverly riled up but I will say this when I was doing my preseason predictions I did predict that uh, Minnesota could do something if, uh, and I figured Patrick Beverly is that, that, uh, key that would ignite them and, um, seemed uh, kind of right in that regard. So, uh, so now they are the seventh seed and they'll be taking on Memphis and what I think should be a, uh, fun series. So, um, so that's the Minnesota story. As far as the Clippers go, Paul George with a nice game, 34 points. He dropped six threes in this game, uh, seven rebounds, five assists, three steals. Reggie Jackson, 17 points for him, seven rebounds, five assists. And then uh, Norman Powell with 16 points and three rebounds. Could have got more from a Marcus Morris. Um uh, and some other guys to contribute to this one, but uh, but you know, uh, what can you do? So now they go into the Friday game, and I'll talk about that, like I said, in a minute. So, so we move on to Wednesday. Wednesday had the nine and ten matchups. So Atlanta hosting the Charlotte Hornets, and this is for the chance to meet. Cleveland in for the eighth seed. Atlanta wins this, one thirty-two to one hundred three. Uh, pretty much a blowout from end to end. Trey Young, twenty-four points for him. Only eight of twenty-four shooting though, and one of seven from three-point range. Eleven assists, three rebounds. So uh, Trey Young, pretty much doing Trey Young things here. Uh, DeAndre Hunter. 22 points for him, 7 rebounds, 
Danilo Gallinari, 18 points for him with three rebounds. And, of course, uh, the man in the middle, Clint Capella with 15 points, 17 rebounds, three blocks, and two steals. So, so solid games all around in that regard. For the Hornets, uh, LaMelo Ball, 26 points for him, uh, eight assists, five rebounds. And then Terry Rozier, 21 points for him. Four rebounds, three assists. But your backcourt combines for 15 of 47 uh, shooting from the field. That's not good. That's not going to get it done, guys. So, uh, P.J. Washington, 17 points for him. He shot it well. Seven for 10. Six rebounds, two blocks. And then in this game, um, Miles Bridges was ejected. In this game, and then as a result, heading to the tunnel, he throws his mouthpiece at a fan. Well, he tried to hit one fan and end up hitting the, the little girl next to him. So, um, so, so definitely a fi fine is in the works for Miles Bridges. So, uh, so the Hornet season is over. So, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the off season. Uh, there's been overtures about. Them wanting Russell Westbrook. We'll see what happens there. But uh, they're going to have to figure some things out. Uh, Charlotte is. Michael Jordan, uh, you know, of course, the owner over there. Uh, he's He's got a big decision to make this offseason. So about the direction of the team. I mean, they're, they finished where I thought they would finish. Within the play-in. So, um but yeah, they're they're gonna have to uh, they're gonna have to figure something out with that squad. So yeah, so that's the first game. The second game, the Pelicans hosting the San Antonio Spurs. I thought San Antonio could be dangerous here, but uh, New Orleans gets the win, one thirteen to one hundred three. Uh, now they have the opportunity to play the Clippers for that eight seed. So. Um, CJ McCollum has a monster game, 32.7 assists with, uh, six rebounds. Brandon Ingram with a nice game, 27 points, five rebounds, five assists. And then, uh, Giannis Valashunas with 22 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, two blocks. So, you get solid production from your top three players there. You always like that. And then on the losing side, Devin Vassell, uh, 23 points. He shot, he made seven threes in this game along with three assists. DeJounte Murray, 16 points only. Five of 19 shooting from the field. One of five from three-point range. Nine rebounds, five assists. Uh, Jakeb Poulter, uh, 16 points. With on seven of ten shooting, nine rebounds with two steals, and then Keldon Johnson, who played very well down the stretch, uh, only 15 points, six of 20 shooting for him, uh, and um, zero for five from three point range, five rebounds, and four assists. So, all in all, for the Spurs, still kind of a promising season. 
you you didn't think they would make the play on play in to begin with. So um, you know, it's nice for a young team to kind of have this kind of experience. So now you can take that with you into next season and see what they do there. Of course, they need some uh, definitely some pieces over there. We'll see what they do in the off season. So all right, so it seems like the theme from the first four games was the home team uh, doing what it had to do to win those games. Friday night, a whole other story, so let's talk about it. Atlanta goes to Cleveland and gets the win, 107-101. to And mind you, in this game, Cleveland led at the half 61-51. to And uh, Trey Young actually had a bad first half. He only shot at 3 of 11 from the field. And then from there, he went 10 of 14. So ending up with 38 points. Uh, he dropped four threes in this game, nine assists, three rebounds. And then Bogdan Bogdanovich, 19 points for him off the bench. He dropped six threes in this game. He actually shot six of eight from the field. Five rebounds, three steals. The big blow in this game, Clint Capella, he goes down with a hyperextended knee in the first half. So it'll be interesting to see how things progress. They already have guys that are out. John Collins you have out still. You still have Lou Williams. So, um, so yeah, things aren't progressing good in that regard. And I'll talk about that when I talk about the um, Eastern Conference uh, first round games. Uh, so I'll talk about that later. Uh, well, in another portion there. Anyhow, for Cleveland, uh, Laurie Markadin with a big game, 26 points. He shot at 10 of 17 from the field. He dropped six threes in this game, along with eight rebounds, two steals. Darius Garland, 21 points, nine assists, three rebounds, three steals. Karis Levert with 16 points, five assists, and three rebounds. The big thing for that, for uh, the backcourt there of Garland and Levert, they only shot at 14 of 40 from the field, so uh yeah that's not what you want um and actually delon wright played some pretty good defense on darius garland in the second half which uh contributed to uh atlanta kind of uh taking charge in this game evan mobley six uh 18 points eight rebounds five assists and jared allen re actually returned in this game um, but he was kind of a shell of himself, 11 points with three rebounds. So, And then Kevin Love only played 10 minutes in this game, so definitely not what you want. Um, you needed more production out of Kevin Love. He didn't get the minutes in order to do that. So. so for Cleveland, you know, again, pretty good experience, you know, getting into the play-in. And uh, they lost both games, but, you know. Um, but getting into the play in and getting kind of experience of, uh, kind of a playoff atmosphere should bode well for them in, uh, the coming 
2022-23 season. So, and then, like I said, Atlanta moves on, and they'll face the number one seed, Miami, the Miami Heat. And then in that second game, you had uh, the Pelicans host, not well, on the road facing the Clippers, and winning this game, 105 to 101. The big thing in this game, Paul George tested positive for COVID. A huge blow to uh, the Clippers' chances here. Once that happened, I was like, whoa, they're in trouble. So, uh, And the thing was, New, uh, New Orleans won the series in, during the regular season, three games to one. So already you had a bad matchup right there. And then to lose Paul George on top of it, not good. So... For the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram, 30 points for him. He shot at 14 for 21 from the field, so very efficient. Six rebounds, six assists. Uh, C.J. McCollum, not the greatest game from the field, but he had 19 points with three assists. Larry Nance Jr. off the bench, solid. 14 points on seven of eight shooting, 16 rebounds. Four assists for him, and then uh, the rookie Trey Murphy with 14 points and five rebounds off the bench. With and he drops four threes in this game, so uh, you like to see the the rookie come in and contribute like that. Giannis Valashunas, not such a great game. Eight points on three of nine shooting with nine rebounds, so. Uh, definitely want to see better from him. But nonetheless, the Pelicans got the win. So now they are the HC poised to face the Phoenix Suns. So, And for the Clippers, like I said, Paul George not in the game because of COVID. Uh, Reggie Jackson steps up, 27 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 steals. And Marcus Mars with a nice game, 27 points for him. And he drops four threes in this game, nine rebounds and five assists. Norman Powell, 17 points off the bench with four rebounds. And Robert Covington, 14 points for him and three rebounds for him. So, so the Clippers, the big story for them all year, no Kawhi. So um, they're really uh, dealing from uh, definitely a deficit, that's for sure. You have Kawhi, you're probably amongst the top six teams, but uh, no Kawhi, so you're, you're relegated to the play-in. And actually, that's an accomplishment because you, you lost uh, Paul George for all those games. So uh, so all in all, you got to see what happens with Kawhi. That's the big thing here. So um, I guess they come back, uh, you know, pretty much most of the pieces. But once you add Kawhi to the mix... Well, things look a little, look somewhat better. So um, I'll be interested to see Kawhi's progress along with the fact that they now have Norman Powell. I would watch that closely um, because if you have George and you have Kawhi, um, Norman Powell is kind of an expensive piece to have there. So I watch that situation closely in the off season. So. All right, guys, so that are that's the results of the play-in. So um, when I come back, I'll break down 
both the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference first round games, and we will uh, I will give you my predicted winners for that. So, all right, guys. So once again, thank you for listening, and stay tuned for that. Take care. Okay, guys. So we are going to preview the Eastern Conference first round. Uh, playoff series we'll break down each of the series so let's get into it shall we so let's start with the number one seed taking on the eighth seed the Miami Heat taking on the Atlanta Hawks and in this in the season series Miami finished with a three and one record against them so the the big question here is slowing down Trey Young. Trey Young, who went off in the play-in series, well, the play-in tournament. Uh, so it's going to be key to kind of slow him down. And the ones getting that assignment will be Kyle Lowry, probably Tyler, Tyler Hero, Gabe Vincent. You might even see uh, Victor Oladipo on him as well. So, so they have the bodies to kind of slow him down. You're just going to have to contain him, guys, if you're going to make it to the uh, next round. So that's the big key for Miami. Also, having a healthy Jimmy Butler will be key in this uh, for the year. Jimmy Butler, he only played 57 games, so he ended up missing 25 games. Uh, A little over 21 points per game, nearly six rebounds. Five and a half assists and a little over a steal and a half per game. So Jimmy Butler, the catalyst, the one who makes that machine go over there with Miami. So you're going to need a big series for from him, that's for sure. And then the third thing is, what is the extent of Clint Capella's injured knee? Uh, right now, um, we know in the last game... He hyperextended it, so uh, more likely than not, he will probably miss that Sunday game. Uh, what happens beyond that, we'll see. And then they're already without John Collins, who has the the foot and the finger injury, and also Lou Williams, who's out with a bad back. So, so it's going to be a tough task for Atlanta. I understand. I get it. They got all those their shooters over there. You got guys like Kevin Herter, Bogdan Bogdanovich. You got uh, Danilo Gallinari, DeAndre Hunter. So um, it's not going to be an easy one. But I'm saying with the firepower that Miami has, of course, Butler, Hero, uh, Bam, out of Bayou. So um, and good news, they're get. They're, looks like they're going to get back uh, P, P.J. Tucker. Uh, he'll be back healthy for this series. So they'll have all hands on deck, it seems. so. And if that's the case, guys, I'm predicting Miami in five games. Miami in five games, I think they will make pretty quick work of Atlanta. So um, I think they will be able to slow Trey down. Um, so... That's my prediction for the Miami-Atlanta series. Moving on to the 7th seed, Brooklyn taking on the 2 seed, Boston. 
Boston in this series. Uh, they led the season series three games to one. Uh, the big story in this is this is this is a grudge match here for Boston facing Kyrie. Remember Kyrie shunned him. He said, "Oh yeah, I'll be re-signing back in free agency," and he goes to Brooklyn. So, a lot of animus there from the Boston faithful. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Kyrie performs with with that in the background. We know he's a guy who plays on emotion. Uh, they do have the guys to kind of slow him down a little bit between uh, Marcus Smart and the newly acquired that they got in during the uh, trade deadline. Dwayne White, so uh, they could give Kyrie some problems, so uh, that's going to be interesting to see. Secondly, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown must step up in this series. They must be the guys in this series. Down the stretch, the last 10 games, both guys were red hot. Jason Tatum's averaging 27 points per game, 8 rebounds, 4.4 assists. And then uh, Jalen, 26.6 points, 6.2 rebounds, and 5 assists in the last 10 games. So uh, you need both of these guys to be firing on all cylinders because you know the firepower that Brooklyn's coming with between uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So they're going to have to muster up their games and plus get some uh, performances from guys around them. Al Horford, you're going to need to step up in this series. Uh, you're going to be without Robert Williams III. Looks like he's going to miss this series with the torn meniscus. So uh, you're definitely going to need the other guys to step up here. And then the third thing is, can KD and Kyrie sustain playing the 40-plus minutes of uh, per game that they kind of been doing here and there Uh I had mentioned in a previous podcast to beat the Knicks. They had to, in the second half, play every single minute to win that game. Uh, we saw it in the play-in, 40-plus minutes for both of them, uh, actually 42 minutes apiece. So will they be able to sustain that? And then, uh, actually, an addition, uh, additional question is, will Ben Simmons be able to play in this series? He's had the bad back. Um you know they acquired him uh, when they made the Harden trade. So, will he be able to get uh, play in this series? And if he does, what exactly will he give you? The man hasn't played all season, so you're kind of running a risk. I understand. I get it. Uh, Jay Williams says it would be a dumb thing to do. Uh, there's some validity to that. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, to throw a guy immediately in the fire of a of the uh, playoffs does seem a bit risky, but uh, we'll we'll see if he makes an appearance in this series. So, with all that said, my prediction: I'm gonna say Boston in seven. I'm gonna say Boston in seven. But if it goes to six games, I gotta favor Brooklyn. So, um, but I'm hedging my bets on. Uh, Jake, because remember the Nets play horrible defense. So, um, I think um, both guys, Tatum and Brown, will be able to get off in this series. I think some other guys might be able to. Uh, 
initiate offense in this one. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick Boston in seven. But like I said, if it goes six games, I like Brooklyn's chances better. So, all right. And then the uh, next series, uh, the number three seed, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Chicago Bulls as the sixth seed. Milwaukee, everybody says how they kind of uh, ducked from uh, facing Brooklyn in the first round, especially by sitting their guys in that last game. You want to say that? Um, I hear you. I hear that. So, um, yeah. So, but this, if the Milwaukee was to have an opponent, this would be the opponent you want. In the season series, they swept the Bulls. Uh, and remember, too, they're also their um, rival in the division. So, uh, yeah. So, um, I guess the number one question is, will the Bulls be able to figure out how to beat Milwaukee? They didn't beat them during the season series. So, um, so they're going to have to figure out how, a way to steal a game here and here or there. But um, right now, it looks like Milwaukee is fully healthy. Brooke Lopez has been back for nearly a month. So, um, uh, you know, they've been wrestling guys here and there. But I think that's just uh, kind of low management sort of thing. So, um, uh, Milwaukee will be healthy. They'll be ready. So, And then the second question is, will Zach Levine's knee issues flare up in this series? Down the stretch, his knee, ish, his knee problems were kind of a issue there um he ended up sitting some games some games he played he didn't look all that great so um they're gonna need him for all all of these games here so um we'll see how it goes there and then the third one basically is milwaukee officially begins their title defense uh stepping into these playoffs so uh so my prediction for this series, I think it's pretty cut and dry. Milwaukee got the right opponent at the right time. Bulls pretty much slumped down the stretch. So I'm picking I'm picking a sweep here, guys. Milwaukee in four. Uh, I don't think Bulls get a game here. Uh, I understand. I get it. DeMar DeRozan had a fantastic season. Um, of course, uh, Nikolai... Uh, uh, Nikolai uh, Vucevic, of course, you have him who's solid on the inside. Um, yeah, guys that stepped up in, uh, throughout the year pretty much. But I think when all is said and done, Giannis, uh, Middleton, and Holiday is just going to be too much for the Chicago Bulls. So Milwaukee in four. And then the last series is... Uh, the number four seed, the Philadelphia 76ers, taking on the Toronto Raptors at the number five seed. Now, for Philly, this was the matchup they did not want to see. Toronto won this series three games to one in the regular season. So, they match up perfectly against uh, this Sixers team. The question will be uh, for... The Raptors, uh, will they be able to keep uh, Joel and B at bay? Uh, 
they got the bodies to do it. You got guys like Pascal Siakam, Chris Boucher. You have Precious Achua. You have uh, Clem Birch. And you also have a guy who Philly is well, well, the Philadelphia city is well familiar with, Thaddeus Young, who can play a little center as well. So you got a lot of bodies to throw at Embiid. So, uh, Mind you, none of them are over six foot nine, but still. Um, so you have plenty of guys to frustrate uh, Embiid in this series. The second question is, well, the second thing is, they need a big series from um, James Harden. James Harden, uh, and you know, people have been uh, doing a poll of the player with the most pressure on them. And Harden just comes up number one on everyone's list. In the 21 games with the Sixers, uh, he's averaged 21 points, five and a half assists, a little over seven rebounds, 1.2 steals. So uh, the only thing is, and he's right now in a shooting slump, and this is the wrong time to be, get in a slump. For the month of April, he's only shot it uh 33.3% from the field and 29, a little over 29% from three point range. Good gracious. So, yeah, so he's going to have to step up big time. So, uh, and he holds the key to this series, really. So, and then the final thing is they need the Raptors, they need a healthy Fred Van Fleet. Um, their all star has had a bruised knee knee down the stretch uh he did miss 11 of the last 24 games so uh nick nurse is saying that was more management than anything else getting him ready for the playoffs so um yeah but they're gonna need him if they have any chance of going forward and then actually uh, additional pieces there will be no matisse uh tybalt for the road games because up in Toronto you have to be vaccinated and he's unvaccinated. So you're talking about taking away one of your better defensive players for three games of this series. So I think that could play a vital piece in this. So, so with that said, I'm going to pick Toronto in seven. Toronto will win this in seven games. I'd be stunned if it goes any quicker, but, uh, I think Toronto is the worst matchup for Philly. They just match up well uh, to a man. Their forwards are uh, pretty good. Anunobis, he's healthy now. You got the kid, Scotty Barnes, who's looking great. So, uh, Trent, uh, Gary Trent Jr. there. Uh, I just think Nick Nurse, you give him the talent, and he can get the most out of the talent, and he has it here. So... I'm picking them in seven. So, all right, guys. So that is the my predictions for the East. When I come back to you, I will give you my predictions for the West. So stay tuned, guys. Okay, guys. So I gave you my Eastern Conference predictions for the first round. Now let's go to the Western Conference, shall we? So this is the first round series there. So we'll start off with the number one seed. The Phoenix Suns taking on the eight seed, the New Orleans Pelicans. 
for the season series. Phoenix won that one uh, three games to one. And uh, the biggest question will probably be, can the Pelicans get, get a, a game win versus these Suns? The Suns all season long been clicking on all cylinders. Uh, they now have everybody healthy now, so everybody healthy and accounted for. So that should be of interest. Um, and then the next uh, big thing is uh, slowing down Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. Uh, probably Brandon will see a steady diet of Jay Crowder. You'll probably see some uh, Mikael Bridges as well. Uh, probably a Cam Johnson to some extent, but uh, yes. Yeah, so he'll see he'll see his share of guys to cover him, and then C.J. McCollum probably will see a C.P. three, a Cameron Payne, probably a Aaron Holiday, and if worse comes to worse, <laughs> Alfred Payton for crying out loud. So uh, so they'll have the bodies to keep both of those guys occupied. Especially with C.J. McCollum really kind of being the point guard in that lineup, to be honest. In fact, he's the only guard um, start amongst the starters. So, um, so that should be interesting enough. And then the third thing is, will we see Zion Williamson appear in any of these games? We know all year he's been out with the bad foot. Um... And then he didn't do himself any favors by letting himself be seen uh, dunking the ball in practice. So, uh, you know, that leads a lot of people to saying, hey, you could do that in practice. You could get, give the team some minutes in, in games. So, you know, so uh, definitely not a good look for Zion there. So uh, will he see any time in this series? I think I doubt it. Uh I don't see it happening, guys. So uh, if he doesn't appear and, and they go down, which I predict they will. Um, in fact, I'm predicting that they get swept in this series. Uh, it's not going to be a look good look for Zion. So um, and then that will bear some watching for the off season and what they do with him. So so that guys, I'm predicting a sweep for the. Phoenix Suns in this one. So, moving on to the next series, uh, the number two seed, the Memphis Grizzlies, taking on the seven seed, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think this could be a very interesting series. I think it could be. Uh, both teams they split in the series two two, uh, but the number one thing here, Carl Anthony Towns must show up in this one. We saw what he did in the play-in uh, tournament game, the one, the game that they actually won. He only gave them 11 points, uh, five rebounds, three assists with two steals, and he fouled out in that one, so he had a lousy game. But they ended up winning nonetheless, so they need Carl Anthony Towns to show up big, and I think he will. I, I think, you know, I think the cobwebs are off as far as him being in the playoffs. It has been a while for him, so um, I, I think he'll show up. But he does have the tall task of going up against uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and uh, Steven Adams. Uh, those two guys have been stellar in the paint. So uh, 
So that should be a good matchup there. Uh, the second thing is the Ja Morant versus Pat Bev matchup should be intriguing. Uh, we know Pat Bev, he likes to talk his stuff. And then you got the young upstart kid, Ja Morant, who many had amongst the MVPs in the league, amongst the top five at least. So, um, at least for the earlier part of the season. But uh, this matchup should be a good one. And then the third thing, I think this matchup will be uh, pretty good. Uh, D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards. Uh, both of those guys playing great, especially down the stretch. Versus Memphis, uh, Desmond Bain, and the now healthy Dylan Brooks. So I think that matchup bears watching. Whoever gets the advantage there, I think will be the one that wins this series. So with all that said, I think Memphis... Remember Memphis, they were in the play-in last year, so they got their feet wet a little bit. Um, I think Memphis will win this in seven. So I'm picking Memphis, and I'm picking them to uh, win this series in seven games. I it, Again, I think it's going to be a fun series. So, uh, yeah, definitely look forward to that. Then the next series I'll talk about is the Golden State Warriors as the number three seed taking on Denver, the sixth seed. This one uh, actually doesn't work out so great for the Warriors. Actually, Denver won the season series three games to one. Um, so that doesn't bode well. And I think for Golden State, this is probably the worst matchup uh, they could have had amongst those uh, lower level teams. So, because um, you know Denver has the all world Nikolai Jokic. But I think the top thing for them is the health of Steph Curry and that foot. So, for all intents and purposes, Steve Kerr says that uh, Steph Curry will be ready for game one. So, I'll be interested to see what he looks like in that first game. Uh, I think that could tell the tale for this series. And then um, the second thing, what do you do with uh, Jokic? Uh, a guy who I think is going to end up having a monster series. Um, he already, you know, you saw what he done, did in the year. 28 points per game, nearly 16 rebounds, nearly 9 assists per game. So uh, I think he'll have little resistance inside. I understand. I get it. Uh, Draymond Green is pretty good on defense, but you're going to have your hands full with this guy. And uh, I know they have Kevin Looney as well, but I think he has a field day inside here. And But he's going to need support. He's going to need support from guys like Aaron Gordon. He's going to need support from guys like Willie uh, Barton. So, yeah, he's going to need some help. So uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see. How that goes for Denver. And then the third thing is, what will Clay look like in this series? We saw flashes of the old Clay. Remember, he came back back in January. So um, they kind of managed his load down the stretch. So uh, what Clay looks like in this series, I think, holds a huge key to what they do going forward. But with that said, I'm going to predict. Golden State winning this in seven games. I think it's going to be a tough series. I do think that. Um, 
given, you know, the uh, this is probably the worst team you could have been matched up against. But I think all in all, the cream will rise to the top and Steph and Clay will uh, show and prove. So uh, I'm picking Golden State in seven. And then in their last series, the Dallas Mavericks with the four seed taking on the Utah Jazz, who are, who's the five seed. In the regular season, that series was split two games, so they're evenly matched. The big thing, though, uh, the health of Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, uh, in that last game, he uh, suffered a calf strain, so that was a huge, huge hit for them. Um, so going forward, I think he probably misses that first game. Uh, so you're going to have to lean on the likes of Jalen Bronson, who's had a terrific year. And actually, he's in a contract year. So, And then Spencer Didwitty. These guys are going to have to fill, fill the load until uh, Luka gets back. So uh, I'll be interested to see how they do in his absence. The second thing is all eyes will be on Donovan Mitchell and on the coach over there, Quinn Snyder. Um, you've heard overtures from Donovan Mitchell, how supposedly unsatisfied he is right now. Um, I think they must, they absolutely must get to the second round. Um, otherwise, we will see a big shakeup in U Utah. Uh, whether it be Mitchell himself or the coach, I think... Uh, Neither one of them come out of this unscathed. I think even with a second round exit, that could be the case. So uh, I expect Donovan Mitchell to really step up in this series. So, And then the last thing is, how does Jason Kidd um, do in his coaching debut for Dallas? His playoff coaching debut, that is. And remember the last time Dallas had home court, in a playoff series was in 2011 and who was the point guard at that time none other than jason kidd so i'll be interested to see how he his coaching and how he does as far as uh game execution and uh, all those sort of things so here's the way i'm picking it guys if you have a luka donkage for at least five or six of these games I'll pick Dallas in seven, but if there's, if Luca misses like a good chunk of this series, then I will take Utah in six. So, um, so that's the way I'm seeing it there, guys. Okay, all right. So that is my predictions for the West. So uh, let the games begin. It all begins on Saturday, starting at one. I'm excited. Uh, this is my time of year. Playoff basketball. Let's get into it, guys. So, once again, I thank you all for listening, as always. Until then, we'll talk soon. Take care. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. 
also you could email me at that sports dude gd at gmail.com you can also support me through my zelle at that same email address and also on anchor.fm slash gd that sports dude you can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well and again i thank you for listening to this content